0: Cat's at night. Now here's John Catsimatidis.
1: The John Catsimatidis Cat's at Night Show, the number one
2: show at five o'clock, right, John? Oh my God, you're right. And and now I notice we have two common sense
1: Democrats in in the studio. What happened to the Republicans? I don't know. They I'm took a- the day off. I guess so. I'm a registered independent. I just tell it like it is.
2: Me, I tell it the way it is. We Absolutely. We have uh, Judge uh, Richard Weinberg uh, today and a, a new person here, uh, Laura Coran, the uh, former, former Nassau, Nassau, County Executive. Nassau County Executive. And she had uh, common sense. And the only mistake... She made here we go supporting <laughs> Todd Kaminsky. Kaminsky, otherwise known as Todd Kaputsky. <laughs> oh, that's going to be on my tombstone. Be a- <laughs> you you want to know something? I, ha- I helped Todd Kaminsky a lot in previous lives because mm. I was proud of him, what he did as a uh, U.S. attorney. Yeah, and then I, the, 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 the culture in Albany got to him mm. and did that to him. But he's really a nice guy. I know him.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see with this uh, state Senate race, what's going to happen to those Long Island states. Well, uh, we know. We- I mean, he's not running, but, you know, let's see if there's a tide. I'd never forget that Facebook video of you right before the uh, oh, campaign. You know who we have on the
2: line? <laughs> Another common sense guy with us today is former Governor um, Andrew Cuomo. And, uh, Andrew, uh, Governor, uh, you have a lot to say. I understand your podcast is doing great. I understand you have another podcast coming out tomorrow uh, with uh, Commissioner Kelly, and I've had Commissioner Kelly on this show uh, many a times, and he is mad as hell of what's going on in our city and our state. I'm as mad yeah. as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Uh, is that Commissioner <laughs> Kelly on the other line? That's all of New York. That's all of New York, you're right. (laughs) That is all of New York. How are you doing, John? I am doing good. And we have uh, two common sense Democrats uh, in the studio. And um, so you're at an advantage. Everybody loves you.
4: Well, uh, first, hello, John. Lydia, how are you, Judge? How are you? And Laura Curran. Hello, Uh, great county executive. Oh, thank you,
3: thank you. That's very kind. It's good to hear your voice.
2: (laughs) Here
3: we go. Here we
4: go. and Tom (laughs) Kaminsky. No, John, Laura was collateral damage to the Albany Democrats. That's what that
0: was.
3: And we were we were just talking. It's going to be interesting to see what happens to that Senate makeup uh, after this election.
0: Well,
4: the, the Democrats. Uh, you know, it's everyone says the same thing about this election. That's what's fascinating. Uh, if people vote on the social issues, abortion, et cetera, the Democrats win. Uh, if they vote on crime in the economy, uh, the Republicans win. Uh, the, the answer is you have to talk to both. Mm-hmm. You know, New Yorkers are worried about social issues. Uh, God bless them. But they're also worried about crime and the economy. I went out on the street yesterday, hmm. and I just interviewed New Yorkers. I had a conversation with Ray Kelly. I spoke to a person named Frank Lunson. and this is on the podcast that's going to air tomorrow.
2: And, and tell uh, us and where I the think, podcast is so everybody knows. It's uh, on
4: Apple Podcasts. It's called As a Matter of Fact, As a Matter of Fact with Andrew Cuomo. Uh, but I spoke to Commissioner Kelly, spoke to Frank Luntz. I've been speaking to pollsters. But what I did yesterday was I just went out on the street and I just talked to New Yorkers uh, because you want to take a poll. Uh, you know, New Yorkers, God bless them. They tell you exactly what they think. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was overwhelming that the issue is crime. They're worried about the condition mm-hmm. of the city. Uh, commuters who come in from Nassau, from Jersey, et cetera are worried about the condition of the city and i tell you it had to be 90 percent. and i don't Mm. know why the democrats and this is nationwide i don't know why they can't be more aggressive addressing the issue of crime you can be a progressive but you still understand that job one is public safety and the truth is some people have to be put in jail to keep society safe I know it sounds harsh mm-hmm. and Democrats don't like to say it, but it's the truth. And until we start addressing crime aggressively and bluntly, uh, we're going
2: to see this issue. Uh, Governor, where did Albany lose that? Tr- somewhere they lost their way. Albany lost it
4: because they are a goldfish bowl mm-hmm. and they are afraid of the far left. Uh, The advocacy community and the extreme left, the democratic socialists, Uh, and that's who they listen to all day long. And they're just out of touch. Uh, The Todd Kaminsky race, the Laura Curran race you're talking about. They were just totally out of touch with New Yorkers and Long
2: Island. But the governor, the current governor uh, is saying, what is she saying?
1: Right. Governor Hochul said over the weekend uh, with Reverend Al Sharpton, she said that this whole perception of crime is a GOP conspiracy. She actually doubled down. She said crime is down 15 percent and you you're safer in Democratic cities. Nobody knows. That's not the truth. It's not the truth. Governor Cuomo, what is your reaction when you heard that she also said during the debate with Lee Zeldin, that why are you so obsessed with crime?
4: Yeah, look, I think Democrats, Democrats uh, get tongue-tied when it comes to crime. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's uh, a fear from the uh, crime bill in 1994 that went too far. I don't know if it's post-George Floyd. Uh, I think it's mostly the far left, who, if you listen to them, nobody should go to jail ever. You know, Uh, and that's a nice theory. It's just not reality. So I think Democrats It's not just in New York, though. It is all across the country. They are pulled by the far left and they are afraid to say dangerous criminals have to be in jail. They're afraid to say it.
3: that's right. And I'm concerned some some good Democrats, you know, we've got Laura Gillen running in my district for Congress. And, I, you know, my concern is that the national narrative is taking over even for those races. You know, she had nothing to do with with any of this stuff. She never was had that kind of responsibility. She had a different she was, you know, town of Hempstead supervisor, a very common sense Democrat. So I'm wondering if like now that both you and I are out of office, Andrew, uh, there's a little bit of muscle memory around campaign time. I can't help but get excited. I'm watching everything. I'm sort of it's easier and it's easier for me to say from the cheap seats what people are should be doing. Uh, but it came to my attention. This Trafalgar poll had you actually performing really well if you were running right now. Have have you had a chance to see that?
4: I saw it and it's gratifying, Laura. But to me, it's a symptom, right? Uh, there is. The disconnect between what people think, what New Yorkers think, and what the politicians in Albany do, frankly, what the press reports is night and day. Uh, that poll, New Yorkers were very positive on my performance as governor. Uh, and that poll said that uh, I would be far ahead of uh, Zeldin mm-hmm. uh, in this race. Ten rate. points, ten points. Yeah. So I think, look, New Yorkers are always ahead of the politicians. Right. Uh, And I think you're right. Your your race,
3: though, should have been an early warning sign. Exactly. Canary in the coal mine. And I wish and I feel like I've been screaming from the rooftops, don't underestimate this issue of crime it is real and it is out there and i was good on the issue you know safest community in america three years in a row i was very clear about about you know law enforcement and and making sure that we keep our community safe so i i wasn't even shy about it and it still got me
4: governor because they paint with a broad brush uh kaminsky was running for district attorney he is a pure uh creature of albany he drank the albany kool-aid uh and then they paint with a broad brush and i'm afraid they do it now also i just uh, your race was a canary in the coal mine look the democratic chairman lost his own backyard right uh listen to the people and why why can't the democrats say what they've always said right? What David Dinkins said, what Mario Cuomo said, uh, that safety is job one. Don't be ashamed of it. That's That's the first function of government. And if the far left wants to say, oh, you're talking about putting people in jail. No, in this state, we have the most progressive criminal justice reforms. I closed more prisons than any governor in history uh raise the age of criminal liability we have more programs in prison we ended the abuses in prison with extreme solitary confinement nobody's been more progressive on criminal justice but you still have to keep people safe and that means dangerous people have to be put in jail say it and because everybody knows it you're not kidding anyone
1: Judge Weinberg, you when you were a criminal court judge, you would tell me that people would actually ask to stay in jail longer to get the help they needed. Why a lot of is, times, a yeah. lot of
5: times after sometimes the jail arrangement the, was made, sometimes jail is the
1: best thing for people. They we're seeing people a,
5: shooting up all on the streets. How is this humane? People asked for more time so they could have uh, dental work done, more time so they could get into a drug program. But, uh, Governor, I want to share this with you. There's a police athletic league lunch today, and former Commissioner Bratton spoke. And one of the things he said— excellent, by the way. And he was very good. He's brilliant. And what what, uh, what, uh, Bill Bratton said, and I want to get your comment on it, he said as follows. He said he compared when he first came to New York from Boston to compare today. He said, well, forget about the statistics. What you have today that you didn't have back then is the fear factor of the average person walking the streets throughout the state of New York. They're more afraid today than they were back then. And that has not been uh, recognized and dealt with. What do you say about that, Governor?
4: Now, Judge Bratton is exactly right. Uh, that's what I hear from New Yorkers. On my podcast tomorrow, you, you'll hear the interviews. That's what all New Yorkers said. I mean, male, female, uh, different ages, every demographic—they all said they're afraid. They are afraid. That is their word. They're afraid, uh, and and the election's coming, and the Democrats are not hearing it. And if they are hearing it, they're not responding to it. And when somebody says, I feel fear, I feel afraid, the answer isn't to say you're wrong to Mm -hmm. feel that way. You know, (laughs) that doesn't work in any relationship. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Your spouse says, I'm angry at you. Well, you have no right to be angry. Those conversations never end well. If people feel afraid, address the fear. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't work to say uh, there's no reason to be afraid. Uh, Deny uh, everything you see in the newspapers. And we're not doing anything different because we don't see any problem.
1: You can't say that. Governor Cuomo, right before you came on, I was talking to Laura Kern about you and she was telling me about the poll results. And I think part of it is because the reason why people would prefer you, say, over Zeldin, prefer you by, what, 20 points over Hochul, is because they know you, you're you not somebody that can be pushed around, even by the progressive left. And it really does appear that Hochul, she's been kidnapped, hijacked. Like, I don't know who this person is. that. So my question to you is, why are some Democrats like you and, and Laura Curran willing to stand up and have the courage and say, yo, you people are crazy. There is crime on the streets and this is bad and we need to do something about it. Whereas some other Democrats, they're just going along with with this. Like-
3: well, I think there's also a concern to get out the base. And there's a, there's a feeling out there that if you aren't if you are not hard on crime that will inspire the base to come out we'll see if that's true in this election but i think there's there's an, you know a lot of these progressives they they have uh, we they, like to call them <laughs> they have very strong get out the vote operations they are you know they work hard they knock doors they're they're out there uh, and maybe but, there's but a fear why, of pissing them they, off listen, that you won't get those people to vote for you. Listen, I
2: was a common sense Democrat, too, you know, until my my daughter married a Republican. Uh, <laughs> long story. Uh, yeah, uh, but John, uh, yes. John,
4: let's let's be honest. And And Laura touched on it. The Democrats are afraid of the far left because the far left threatens them in primaries. Mm-hmm. That's what they did to me. Uh, every year they threaten you in a primary and the far left is uh, potent in a democratic primary because you have a lower turnout. You have the activists who tend to uh, uh, vote at a higher percentage. So they threaten the moderate Democrats. The moderate Democrats are intimidated. Second factor. You have like a group think in Albany. Uh, you're supposed to be one of the club. And that's, I was never one of the club. By the way, my father was never one of the club.
2: Hmm. Uh, I never wanted to be one of the club. Your father was one tough guy. I remember that.
4: Oh, yeah. And uh, I told them, I would tell them the truth. And I would push them and I would take them on politically. Uh, I took on the Todd Kaminsky's of the world publicly. Mm -hmm. And they then come back to get you, which is what they did to me, by the way. I had the far left angry the political establishment in Albany found me disruptive to their politics because I believed in the truth, you know, well they had their own Albany myth. And in politics, enemies accumulate. You know, so I paid that price. Uh, Don't kid yourself. And it's a lot easier, Lydia, to just go along and get along. Just go along, do what the donors want. Collect the money, go to the fundraiser, smile, you let, the let the legislature do whatever they want. Don't fight with the legislature. Just give them what they want. That is apparently the easier course. And it is easier short term. Long term, it's a death sentence. Yep. Because then you're an ineffective executive. And I chose the path that I want my legacy to be. I actually got things done. I have a record of accomplishment. And I told the political establishment to go to heck. Uh,
2: and <laughs> no swearing. I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that. See, he said heck. He it's, didn't a, say it's a blood sport.
3: It's a blood sport, you know, it just is. <laughs> yeah, but then they'll come out to you. Yeah. We,
2: uh, we have uh, uh, some people on from Michigan that I have to take, but I want to thank you for for uh, calling in today and it's always a pleasure to talk to you.
1: His podcast again as a matter of fact and you could find it on Apple as a matter of fact with and Andrew tomorrow, Cuomo.
2: tomorrow he'll be breaking his new podcast with Ray Kelly and Andrew Cuomo. Thank you so much.
4: John, Lydia, Judge, Laura, always a pleasure to be
5: with you. So nice to talk to you.
2: Bye-bye. And now we have a candidate uh, from Tudor Dixon from uh, the state of Michigan. For governor. Mm -hmm. For governor. And the big item in Michigan is uh, the current governor, Whitmer? Whitmer. Governor Whitmer. Whitmer. She's trying to take down the other big pipeline from Canada, Line 5. Mm -hmm. And if she succeeds in taking down line five, guess what? What? Well, it'll go to one hundred and fifty dollars a barrel
1: and you'll be paying seven, eight, nine dollars a gallon. Uh, Would you want to introduce it, tutor Dixon? That's why it's so important. You win this race. You have our backing. Welcome to Cats at Night. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me today. So tell us, where do you stand on this Line 5 issue? I know there's so many issues that we are worried about, but Line 5, that is something the repercussions of that would reverberate across the country.
6: Absolutely. But it would be incredibly significant here in the state of Michigan. The Upper Peninsula of Michigan is 65 percent of our homes are heated by propane, which is all provided by Line 5. 55% 55% of our propane in the lower peninsula comes from line 5. Um our 80% of our jet fuel in the Detroit airport comes from line 5. This would be an economic disaster if this happened in the state of Michigan. So we can never we can never let this happen. We can never have this Pipeline shut down, but we don't even need to. We have the opportunity to have a tunnel built. This pipeline would go into a tunnel. We would see that the, we would have be able to run any other utilities in this tunnel up to the Upper Peninsula from the Lower Peninsula. It's outrageous to think that this governor wants to do this, but you know that they have a massive war on American energy, and Gretchen Whitmer is in the bag with Joe Biden. She's absolutely 100% on board with all of his policies, and that includes his war on American energy.
5: Well, um, Ms. Dixon, this is Judge Richard Weinberg. I also want to point out in the race, and I've been following it, the, the Michigan race, that has a lot to do with my younger daughter having gone to the University of Michigan at, at Ann Arbor, So I'm, I, and I root for, uh, for the Michigan football team. So I, I just want to say, how come they get away with saying that the schools in Michigan were only closed for three months? How come nobody calls the incumbent governor out on that lie?
6: Oh, how outrageous is that? Well, I can tell you parents across the state are completely angry with this governor for saying that. But it's exactly who she was the entire time we went through the pandemic. Get on national TV, lie to your face, and then walk off screen. That's exactly what she did. And you know what? It was the perfect reminder of her doing that to us for two years. And people went, oh, wait, that's the Gretchen Whitmer. I remember the one who locks you down and then lies to you about it. And that's exactly what she did that night. She said, our schools were only out for three months with a smile on her face and a smirk as she speaks out of the side of her mouth, shrugging her shoulders. Who cares about the kids? Tudor
1: Dixon, this is Lydia. I have a lot of family. I actually have more family in Michigan than I do in New York. Wow. um, Yeah, I do. Um, Wayne County, all around there, Livonia, you name it. And I only have
2: one guy in one New Yorker, Danny Bernstein. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and what and there's also a, so I'm Albanian. There's a large also Arabic population out there, too. And I've noticed that the Arabic population, the Chaldeans, all of them and the Albanian Catholics and Christians, everybody's coming together for one cause. They're sick and tired of all this radical race theory that's being perpetuated in the schools. They want to talk to the kids about sex. So if you are elected governor, Tudor Dixon, what will you do to stop that from happening?
6: Well, we've already said that we will enact a Florida-style bill right away to protect kids from kindergarten to third grade, but also take a look at some of these books in schools that you couldn't read at the local bus stop because you'd be arrested for reading these types of books to a child. They, if you could be arrested outside of the school, you shouldn't have it inside of the school. And that's what parents are outraged about. When you talk about the Arabic community, we're talking about folks that have historically, in many cases, been strong Democrats. Yep. And now they're saying that they are they are tired. Sick and tired of this in fact it's so funny because we had a gentleman at one of our rallies who said this to me and i mentioned the story in the debate that he came up to me and said i went to our democrat elected officials and they told me i was a racist and a bigot and then stephen colbert ran this and said this was a joke this never happened well this man was so mad he went to the detroit free press and he said no This did happen. And the fact that U.S. Democrats think it's funny to make fun of this is why you're going to lose. And the Detroit Free Press actually ran a story on it today saying this man actually is upset about this. But the fact is that Democrats continually poo-poo the fact that parents are upset about this. I mean, she essentially mocked parents when she looked at me in the debate and she said, my opponent thinks that books are more dangerous than guns. Think about that. We in the state of Michigan had a school shooting while Gretchen Whitmer was governor. She has done nothing about that. She has done nothing about keeping our kids safe in school. So who, if you're talking about, any issue in the school that we need to keep kids safe. Why are we trying to pick what's worse? How about we just make sure our kids are safe from everything? And Gretchen Whitmer so far hasn't kept our kids safe from anything.
3: So, Tudor, Gretchen Gretchen Whitmer is a household name. She's known throughout the country uh, for various, you know, for lots of reasons, good and bad, depending on who you're talking to. Uh, And I'm sure she has a fundraising edge. How's the race going, right? Because I think at the beginning uh, there was quite a spread between the two. Is it narrowing? What's the status of it?
6: You know, it's funny because she has spent over $25 million attacking me, and it's just risen my name idea up across the state, mm-hmm. so I probably wouldn't have even been able to get my name out there as much as I have, but we just, just before I talked to you, we stopped at a gas station and had four different groups ask us to stop and, and take pictures, and they all said, we're voting for you. She has made me a household name in the state mm-hmm. of Michigan, and I thank her for spending all that money to make sure everybody knows. <laughs> She's who the made you a national is. figure,
5: too, by the way.
6: Yeah, who the option is to go up against her. And I, I can promise you that we're going to bring our schools back. We're going to make sure we get tutors in our schools. We're going to make sure that our students are learning and our parents are involved. We're going to make sure that we back the blue and that we take care of our police officers. And we're going to make sure that we bring business back to the state of Michigan. Judah, Dixon, than you, any other you, state.
2: You better win and make sure we're not <laughs> paying $9 a gallon oil because of her. Thank you so much yes, for sir. coming. Thank you so much for coming on. And if I lived in Michigan, I'd definitely, definitely be voting for you. Well,
6: thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for thank having you.
2: me. Thank you so much.
1: And now we have Ernie Priat on the line with us. Ernie, welcome back to Cats at Night.
2: The former Attorney General uh, of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. And I understand the Supreme Court voted today.
7: Well, they voted yesterday. Uh, yes. Okay, uh, I'm a day late. And a, short. Short. and a dollar no, he's short. He's never a dollar he's never short. short. <laughs> Let the record reflect. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, they did. But, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's some question about this decision. Uh, some some people say, oh, it's a big victory. Well, it's, you look at it carefully, and it's not so big a victory. Why? Because they didn't say, oh. Throw the ballots away that are properly undated and unsigned, whatever, if there are the imperfections that's on the envelope. They didn't say that. They just said to the election boards in the 67 Pennsylvania counties, put them aside and preserve them. Count them and later. Wait, <laughs> well, yeah, we well, yeah. well, count them later. Or guess what? All of a sudden, it's three o'clock in the morning on November the 8th after the closure. You know, truckloads of, of, of and boxes of, 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 of ballots show up and are put under somebody's table uh, to be counted. I, I mean, it's an invitation to fraud unless the, unless the Republican folks in those 67 counties are alert to this and, re, and have, have security in place. And uh, these are properly logistically secured. This is an indication. Do, do the
2: Republicans? I, I know uh, the Republicans uh, raised twenty million dollars. I heard last night uh, to protect the ballot integrity in New York State. Have uh, have uh, has Pennsylvania done the same?
7: I doubt it. I doubt it. I don't know if they ever spent $20 million to do to support the candidates outside of Dr. Oz, who I think is edging ahead here in this state. Uh, there's no question about that. We, we, Fetterman committed another guffaw yesterday in which he blamed the, the inflation of 2022 on the Trump tax cuts of 2017. Excuse me? Where does that come? Where does that come from? I just don't from, get it.
5: From a demented uh, mind. You've
7: got, you've got Biden, and you've got Biden claiming twice his son died in Iraq when he died six years after he served in Iraq. I, I don't understand these people. They're running this country. They got their finger on the button, and we've got we've got we've got people that don't understand this. How many states there are, Joe? Mr. President, there are 50, not 54. What is going on, John? Well, he was following uh,
2: President Obama. (laughs) Obama said that.
3: Ernie is fired up. so let me throw, Ernie,
7: let me throw something Laura in the Turn. mix here. So
3: the New York Times is reporting today that uh, Republicans, including Rick Scott, Senator of Florida, is proposing having a yearly vote on federal spending plans like Medicare and Social Security. And I'm asking myself, why are the Republicans saying this now? Do you think that, you know, because it gives credence to what a lot of Democrats are saying. Oh, they want to get rid of your Medicare. They want to get rid of your Social Security. What what do you make of that? And do you think it's going to make a difference in this election?
7: I, uh, you know, I, I really don't see why you're trying to muddy the waters here with seven, six days to go in this it election. Wouldn't it wouldn't be you're my right? move. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no mine. I mean, no what is, what, what, I, I have to question the sanity of some of the Republicans. Yeah, that's you right. Know, uh, and, and, and sometimes in this in this race, John and I. You know, I'm a, a long-standing Republican, and and, and i mm-hmm. way. I get Social Security. I'm 82 years old. So, but the fact of the matter is that, that let's just stick to the issues. The issues, the main issue, is inflation in this country and crime, and it's driving people crazy. They're talking about it every day at the at the kitchen table, and it's, and the it's, Thank you. Thank you, Ernie.
2: We have to go to a hard break right now. And thank you for coming on. We'll have you on before the election. Thank you again.
0: It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: Welcome back to the John Katzmatidis Cats at Night Show. That was a group. I mean, we, we're all fired up, right? Ernie Priat, we had Andrew Cuomo, we had Tudor Dixon. we have got. Fire. We're on fire. We got Laura Curran here, <laughs> former Nassau County Executive, Judge Weinberg, John Katzmatidis. That's a pretty. Well, we, you know, we tell it the way it is. But that's a really scary statistic that if that line five gets shut down, what's going to a happen? Hundred,
2: listen, how, how many times have I been wrong? Not, not on, the, not that not that on I, oil. Not on oil. Oil, 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 oil zero. percent. Oil 0%. will be $150 a barrel. And you know who's going to make all the money? The people transporting the oil from Canada through rail cars. And look up who owns the rail cars. Who? Huh. Who? Huh? I don't know. Who owns it? I so, no. Some guy named Buffett. Oh. And so, maybe I think the other rail car company might be some guy named Icon. Oh, Come
1: so John, on. if if oil goes to one hundred fifty dollars a barrel, what does that mean for the average American at the pump? Nine dollars a gallon. Buy a bike. Buy a it bike. Means mu- buy what a about bike. those little yes, congestion
2: like- <laughs> pricing? Yeah. Say so you can save congestion money on congestion pricing. Now, Laura. Yes. We haven't talked to you about congestion pricing. How do you feel about that? You're a Nassau County resident. Yes. And 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 and. The MTA, which we all trust. I yes. mean, we would make the MTA trustees for our children. <laughs> That's, right. That's
5: right. If you want to yeah. overspend and mismatch, you're absolutely correct. Right?
3: And get shoved in front of a tree. I mean, the Nassau County people get killed. Nassau County people do not like this. I come into the city, I actually like public transportation. I take the LIRR, I ride the subway, I love it. However, a lot of my fellow brethren— from, from Long Island uh, need to come to work. They need to drive here. And this is another tax. And that's how they see it. They see it as another tax. It now is it, another I, tax. But it's I understand the They're, they're going to take fund. the money
2: and put it in some black hole. Right. I mean, Am I allowed to say black hole? Yeah.
1: I mean, we no, don't, like don't know where. We this don't, week
5: you're allowed. So
2: Who
1: G- knows next Judge Weinberg, week? do we have a guarantee that that money that is raised from yeah. congestion tax? I don't like by saying t- pricing. By will 2050. Go, no. Right. We don't have a guarantee we're, that it's directly no, going to go no. to MTA or projects. But we're uh, seeing that
3: Eastside Access is supposed to open later this year, which is really exciting. I mean, we're seeing some return on that investment, but emotionally, viscerally, people that I speak to are very angry about it and intellectually they might understand that it's necessary but they resent it' 23 and then what for for what is it
1: for big trucks it's like 30 bucks it's 50 it's listen, like it's a ridiculous for, amount listen, of money it's
5: bad for commuters it's bad for the commuters, for whether they come from the state of New York or Connecticut or New Jersey, it's bad for the environment because they have trucks and, the cross and cars Bronx
2: backed up. It's it, going to be, it's so going to we, be. So we're going to move to Florida. Let's go to Florida. Everybody <laughs> else is going to Florida. That's right, we'll, or,
3: or like the judge says, get a bike. I'll go to
1: Florida. Right now on the line with us is Attorney General for, for, for Florida. Speaking G- of which.
8: Ashley Moody. How are you, ma'am? I'm great. We'd love you to come to Florida. I'll buy you all <laughs> pink flamingos for your lawn. Aww. Wait, wait, wait. That's How so do you cute. say, come on down? <laughs> Everybody else is doing it. We're leading the nation in net migration.
5: Well, you're doing a good job, Ashley, down in, down in Florida. I want to ask you, you've been getting a lot of attention now because you were one of the leading attorneys general fighting the fentanyl crisis and the border crisis. Can you tell us about that, please?
8: It's incredibly important that we push back against this narrative that the White House wants everyone to believe, and that is that they have effectively controlled the border. And I am quoting Mayorkas when he testified to Congress, and you're right, and thank you for acknowledging that since uh, this administration started dismantling the policies that were in place that were controlling the border... And keeping the nation secure and enforcing public safety immigration laws, when they started dismantling all that had been put in place, we started bringing suit because they were blatantly, flagrantly violating federal law. And so as we were pushing through in that litigation, we were uh, finding out that, you know, the Border Patrol chief was saying this was making us less secure and that they were Uh, They were not able to effectively control the surge at the border and the policies were uh, affecting that. You know, we started releasing that information because the American people need to know that this wasn't just a, oh, my goodness, what do we do? The border's been overrun. This was a purposeful, intentional dismantling of the security and stability at the border by this administration. And as much as they want to back away from that now. They can't. We, show, we have people under oath that have said otherwise, and we're going to keep pursuing uh, litigation in court. Uh,
2: Attorney General, uh, well, one of the things I've been pointing out, and unless you know different, that uh, love, they're pushing away the Venezuelans and the Cubans because they hate communism and socialism and welcoming, welcoming everybody else.
8: The sad reality of what's happened at the border is it is now – there is unfettered access. I mean, they have started asking people to go down to the border and volunteer to, and I quote, process people coming in. And so what's happened is the cartels have taken full advantage of this administration. In fact, the biggest asset to the Mexican drug cartels and the, and the trade of fentanyl and all illicit substances is Joe Biden. He is their biggest asset from the moment he took office. He has made it a little easier and a little easier and more profitable for them to do their jobs. And that is why we have seen such a surge in fentanyl in this country. And as a mother, as a wife of a law enforcement officer, as the attorney general of the third largest state in the nation, we have been saying you can't do this. There are so many reasons why having such a volume of fentanyl in our country, which is so toxic and potent and deadly, is a problem. And it's not just that we're now seeing record number of Americans dying as a result. We know that folks that have been on the terrorist watch list more more than four times the previous five years combined, number of people on the terrorist watch list have been intercepted at the border just in this one year under Joe Biden administration. So you tell me, If you have that much of a toxic drug in our nation and that many people getting into our country that should not be here, that is a recipe for disaster. And people need to start paying attention to this because it is a security risk. And the every day that goes by that we don't enforce those public safety immigration laws. Every day that goes by, it gets a little more dangerous here in our country.
2: All we want is safety in our country for everybody. And, I mean, the word I get is they're emptying out some of the jails in Venezuela and sending them up this way, etc. I mean, and the, the fentanyl and the amount of fentanyl. Being distributed by the Mexican gangs. It's killing so many Americans. And
1: it's coming from China.
8: Yeah. Sad. So we know that the precursors, right, they're manufactured in communist China. The chemicals are sent over to Mexico to be uh, put together to make fentanyl. And then it's just flooded into our nation. So really, a lot of people have stepped up and said we need to make it a weapon of mass destruction so we can start targeting before it even gets into the United States of America. Well, thank
1: you so much, Florida. Attorney General Ashley Moody for always telling us like it is and and keeping Florida and trying to keep the rest of America safe. Thank you so much.
2: Florida safe. My kids want to come down.
1: <laughs> well we're working on it and we would love to have you. Well thank you so much.
0: This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
9: Only in America can a guy from anywhere go to sleep upon.
2: That was uh, from my friend Jay Black. Uh, he would have been 84 today if he didn't pass away. And that he was should be my your good theme friend. song. B- B- grew up to be a millionaire. Okay? I know, I, you know. I know. <laughs> that, that was when you were. <laughs> that was when you were 25. <laughs> today, I'm today, you, wait, when did today you, you did. The markers off
5: 506
2: wait, points. Yes. Well, let's go to Charlie Gasparino. How much money did I lose today, Charlie?
0: A lot. Well, I don't know. I mean, it depends. Were you in cash? I'm not, I mean, I'm not a short seller. Were you listening to me? I'm not a, a short seller. Did you ignore me or did you listen to me?
2: You know, you've been more right than wrong, okay?
0: I've been mostly right. I don't Except, think i wrong you know at all. you know
2: what's wrong? The Fed is wrong.
0: And yeah, I told that to people. Can, I don't think you can have it both ways. You can't have an economy that's... You can't financialize the economy and then say... Which is good for rich people, and then think that there's not going to be a consequence that generally affects poor people. I just remember. But, but when does Washington,
2: be... Charles, Charlie, when does Washington come up with the reality he, he, instead of creating a new problem uh, of high interest rates? Fix the old problem, which what caused the problem originally.
0: Well, there's a lot that caused it. Lower interest rates caused it and printing money, and they're trying to put that genie back in the bottle. I mean, listen, one of the things I think that people didn't appreciate, I'm not saying it was me or you, but I'm telling you that when you pump as much money as the Fed and the federal government did into this economy – you're going to have massive inflation, which is a tax on working class people. Uh, listen, I go to these restaurants in Manhattan. You know, I go to Scotto's. I love it. I love the people there. I go to uh, Campagnola. I go to Ilio's. I go to you. He's name. old place I- is drunk. Wait, 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 to wait, wait, to wait, the places place wait. is oh, I, I go to Bobby <laughs> Vance.
1: I go to Smith and Olenski. He's a man about I mean,
0: town. This is people paid political paying money. People, people like us are paying money to eat there we don't care yes but the waiters and waitresses at these places the bartenders are getting screwed on
2: inflation yeah but i always and give them a cash tip yeah, but, the, know, but the it 87, 87 will we'll get them man. i, know, you know, you I know, know it doesn't matter
0: what you're getting them because their purchasing power is declining rapidly And it this like I remember in the seventies, Argentina went through massive inflation. That the rich people do have to, because the economy was somewhat commoditized or excuse me, financialized. They can go to markets and make up the difference. Poor people can't. And I think Powell knows that now. And you know they unleashed a demon, and the only way to do it is to take take the economy down. And it's gonna the Dow is gonna go down. Housing prices are going to go down, and we're just going to have to live with it until inflation gets to about. I think they probably stop if it gets to around three and a half percent. I bet you they don't go to a full two percent. That'll take forever. So <laughs>
3: six days before the election, this is announced. What kind of impact do you think this has politically, if if any? That's more Curran. I, I don't
0: think it has any. I think it's kind of baked in, mm. and I and I think you know just in of itself the market just totally just misread what the fed was doing and was looking because it's there it's so addicted to low interest rates and it's like a heroin addict that gets (laughs) that looks for a needle on the ground just to get a (laughs) quick fix like anything that they could grasp onto people were saying oh that means the fed's going to not raise rates and then they bought stocks and then they turn around and it's like oh Yes, they are going to raise rates. Uh, So I I just think the the market
2: (laughs) went up like 4,000 points in the last month or so because they thought that there's a hope that the Washington. And and by the way, not
0: just just they, let's be clear who they was. Major asset managers like BlackRock were going around to big financial clients and saying, Uh, We think there's going to be just three more rate increases, and we think there's going to be pivot language in this. And people were like, whoopee, and they started buying. I mean, I know, because I was following it. But, you know, it was interesting. That's what the financial players were saying. If you talk to people that had sources at the Fed, they were telling you something else. They were telling you there was no sign that – Powell's going to back off.
2: Yeah, Larry Kudlow um, Larry, Larry was telling me that all every day.
0: Yeah, there was no sign that he's going to back off. There was no indication that they w- listen. They may slow down the rate of increases. I mean, they may go to fifty next time. I mean, who knows? But there's going to be more. So you know, the, I think there's two things here. Number one, you never want a financialization of, of the financialization of your economy. That's kind of what we got now. Hmm. When we actually pay people to stay home and sit before their computers and trade stocks during Charlie, the pandemic.
2: We're on a tight schedule today. Thank you for calling in Anytime. and thank you for your input because I do respect your input. I I think I'm more right than wrong, but it's both of us. We we it's nice to have an opinion.
0: Hey, two sides to the coin.
2: Absolutely. That's
0: how you make a market. Thank you.
3: All right. Talk to
1: you guys. Bye. OK. And our next guest, uh, Judge Weinberg,
5: you wanted to do the introduction. Right. Uh, the attorney general candidate for the Republican Party in Michigan, Matthew DePerno. Mr. DePerno, welcome to uh, Cats at Night, sir.
9: Hello. Thanks for having me on. So from when I read uh,
5: the national news, I see the race for the Michigan attorney general is now rated a toss up. And I think this is a very important uh, race. Tell us what's going on and what are the issues that you stand
7: for?
9: Yeah, it's a dead heat right now. And uh, the issues that are most important to people in Michigan uh, right now are the fact that we've got the highest crime rate in decades. Uh, You know, we've got fentanyl flown across the borders, killing kids. Uh, We've got uh, murders have increased by 30 percent, carjackings up 750 percent. And we've got an attorney general who uh, wants to defund the police. Uh, That's one major issue. The other major issue is, Uh, parental rights in schools, getting pornography out of the school libraries. And uh, the current incumbent attorney general, the Democrat, she wants to put drag queens in every school. Uh, And that's the social agenda she's been pushing. Those are the two biggest issues right now in Michigan.
1: Attorney general, uh, why are are they so obsessed with the drag queens and, and this whole racial identity politics and the transgender stuff? I just don't understand. Why can't we just teach the kids how to read and do math?
9: Well, I think the the issue is if you can uh, uh, put in a, a, a program into the schools like critical race theory, introduce this uh, a sort of transgenderism and pronoun uh, theories into the school, you end up dividing children from their parents. And if you can do that, you can destroy the nucleus uh, of the family. Um, and that's what uh, they've been talking about for years. The Democrats, Hillary was talking about it years ago when she said it takes a village. And this is the attempt to destroy the nuclear family.
1: Right. Wow. Black Lives Matter. I know that was their manifesto in the beginning. Oh, I, I met uh, Gary uh, uh, Hawk. What, what's his name? And Gavin New, wait, um, Newsom. What is it? Hawk, Hawk, Hawk Newsom. Newsom. Hawk, Hawk Newsom. Newsom. He wants to come on the show.
3: Well, he's he oh, should have him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's not. Well, like let's, super for, let's radical. finish up with yes, the attorney yes, general.
3: Yes. So this this attorney general's race has gotten national attention, unlike others uh, around the country. Why do you think that is? Why do you think all eyes are on Michigan for AG?
9: Well, you know, Michigan's uh, obviously very important. It's a swing state.
2: Mm-hmm.
9: Uh, it's going to be very influential in twenty twenty four. You know, the Democrats have come out and love to say that. Uh, you know, the candidates here in Michigan are threats to democracy. You're going to hear a speech from Joe Biden tonight, uh, apparently, where he's going to come out and say uh, that Republicans are a threat to democracy. This is a, a new issue the Democrats are raising, and that's really boosting my race to national attention. Hmm. But what it's also done is is really helped me in the name recognition area. Uh, it's helped me raise money, and we're going to win. The Republicans
2: are a threat to democracy because they want to secure the borders?
9: <laughs> well, yeah, they want to secure the borders. They want to secure elections. They want to lower crime. They want to fix our school system. They want to create business-friendly environments. That is a threat to
2: democracy. We have thirty seconds uh, left. Tell us what you want to te- what, your, what all Americans should hear.
9: No, every American should hear that uh, you know uh, what I am is an America First candidate. I want to lower the crime rate. Uh, I want to fix our school system. I want to fix our elections. And what's I want your to put website? Felons in jail. Our website is depernoformi dot com, d e p e r n o f o r m i dot
2: Well, thank you so much, and uh, thank you for calling in. Good luck, and we don't want nine dollar a gallon of oil, so keep that pipeline going. Thank All right, you, Bye. thank you so much, Judge Weinberg, Laura
3: Curran. Thank you for thank being you. here Thank you. This today. was fun. Thanks for having I me. I hope you had fun. It though. was really fun. <laughs> I'm honored to be uh, instead of the five, we're the four. Yeah. Four at five. (laughs) (laughs) What do we stand for?
2: Thank you. What do we stand for? Truth, justice, and the the
0: American American way. way. (laughs) It's Cats at Night
7: on the Red Apple Podcast Network.